Welcome back to Steph's Business Bookshelf. And this week's episode, a little bit of a different book this week, continuing this theme of autobiography August and the book, What I Talk About When I Talk About Running by Haruki Murakami. Keep listening to find out how writing and running are strangely similar. You're listening to Steph's Business Bookshelf, doing the reading so you don't have to. Welcome back. Third episode this week in Autobiography August, and I'm really enjoying actually this theme thing that I've got going on this month, sharing just some of the autobiographies and biographies that I have read over the last few months or over the last year or so. I really enjoy biographies. I just enjoy that they're a bit different. They're not kind of selling usually a process or a system or a method or something like a lot of other non-fiction and certainly business books are. They're just insight into someone else's life and what it takes sometimes to succeed or to get to a certain level in a certain pursuit, be it business, sport or something else. They're also sometimes quite hard books to do the three big ideas from. Because they're not selling anything or not putting a particular framework uh, approach or something forward, they're just lots of ideas and thoughts. So sometimes they're actually a little bit harder to, to distill down into the three big ideas. But what I enjoy about distilling these books down into the three big ideas is trying to find those those principles or those underlying ways of working or thinking that seem to be the things that help people make decisions. And a lot of the time I find in good biographies and autobiographies that I read, that is what a lot of the book is about. It's about the the big, those pivotal moments, those decision-making situations where they have had to choose one way or another. And it's often in those situations you find those big ideas start to come through, those important themes that have, have helped guide that particular person into the things that they've done or, or have chosen not to do. And whilst this isn't specifically a business book, it is really interesting in terms of the, particularly the subject matter about running and about writing, although the book title is obviously about more about running, the, the links to productivity and, and life and some of the things that a lot of us struggle with sometimes in a more work setting. So without further ado, let's talk about this book. What I Talk About When I Talk About Running by Haruki Marakami. An intimate look at writing, running and the incredible way that they intersect. What I Talk About When I Talk About Running is an illuminating glimpse into the solitary passions of one of our greatest artists. Whilst training for the New York City Marathon, Haruki Marakami decided to keep a journal of his progress. The result is a memoir about his intertwined obsessions with writing and running full of vivid recollections and insights, including the eureka moment when he decided to become a writer. By turns funny and sobering, playful and philosophical, here is a rich and revelatory work that elevates the human need for motion to an art form. And that's taken from the Amazon book blurb. A little bit about the author if you aren't familiar. Haruki Murakami was born in Kyoto, Japan in 1949. He grew up in Kobe and then moved to Tokyo, where he attended Waseda University. After college, Murakami opened a small jazz bar, which he and his wife ran for seven years. His first novel, Hear the Wind Sing, won the Gunzao Literature Prize for budding writers in 1979. He followed the success with two sequels, Pinball in 1973 and A Wild Sheep Chase, which all together form the trilogy of the rat. Murakami is also the author of many novels, three short story connections, an illustrated novella, several works of non-fiction and a series of personal essays on running, which is what we're talking about today, which is called What I Talk About When I Talk About Running. He has won multiple literary honours and his work has been translated into more than 50 languages. And that's taken from his website, harukimurakami.com 
and the link to that is in the show notes if you want to find out more about him. All right, let's get into the three big ideas I took from the book, what I talk about when I talk about running. Big idea number one, and if there was only one big idea from this book, it would be this one. It's about process and rhythm. Quite early on in the book, he talks about the need that we need to know our priorities so that we can work out where to spend our energy. And he says, that actually, when you're when you're young, you don't maybe need to do that because you're still having fun and, and living and, and all those good things. But quite soon on and at quite young adulthood, you do need to know what those priorities are so that you can adjust your energy accordingly. Now he chose running and writing. He applied the same level of thought and dedication to both. He really embraces this idea of process and momentum. He also talks about the fact that he uses in in both writing and running the methodology of stopping when you feel like you have more to go. So stopping running when you feel like you can keep going and stopping writing when you're in that flow state and you're having a good time rather than getting to a point where you hate it and it will be hard to go back to the next day. You've got to quit while you're ahead and, and end on a high. He also talks a lot about this, this idea of the rhythm. So setting your pace and the rest will follow. But he said the problem is often getting in the getting the flywheel started and getting it to spin with that momentum. Once you've done that, it is just, everything else just follows. He definitely embraces the long-term thinking and holding himself to his own standards, not awards, not recognition, etc. He focuses on the, the, the quality of what he's doing and, and the, the routine of it. When he closed his bar, the jazz bar that him and his wife owned after university and then they ran together, his sole priority was really on writing. And he talked about the fact that this gave him the freedom to write and to only associate with people he wanted to. And he shaped his life around writing, about having the time to write. And there's a great quote in the book, which I'm gonna read, read in a moment, which I think would, would challenge some of us because we often let these things that we do love doing or that keep us going, like be it some kind of exercise or some kind of other self-care type practice, they're sometimes they, or often they're the first thing to go. When he was talking about this himself, Marikami said, no matter what though, I keep up my running. Running every day is a kind of lifeline for me. So I'm not just gonna lay off or quit just because I'm busy. If I use being busy as an excuse not to run, I'd never run again. And I just thought that was such a great perspective and, and mindset to have when for many of us, those are, that's exactly the thing that goes when we're busy. He talks about the fact that there's always more work to do, but you de- he needs to keep running and that, that process, that momentum, that rhythm of running every day or six days a week is generally his, his, his routine is exactly what he does and what he needs and he just does it. There's quite a funny part of the book where he, he asks another runner who's a professional runner, what do they do or do they ever have days where they just don't want to run they want to stay in bed and he was quite surprised when the runner was like absolutely i get i mean i have that often because this is someone who was quite elite at the top of their the top of their field so what marikami does when he has those moments he compares it to some of the things he might have to do if he had a normal job he had to get on a train and commute somewhere and go and sit in an office all day and go to meetings he thinks of the pain and the misery that that would cause him and realizes that going for a run or putting on his shoes when he feels a bit achy or if it doesn't feel like he really wants to go for a run and decides that going for a run was, is a pain much less than sitting on a train and commuting or going to a meeting and, and all of those things that other people have to do. So therefore he should probably just get on with it and take the, the small sacrifice of going for a run. 
Throughout the book, his mythological way of working is, is really clear, both in his running and his writing. The process, the rhythm, the prioritization, and knowing exactly at what time of day and how he's fitting both of those in to his day and designing that around it. So that's big idea number one, process and rhythm. Big idea number two, it's a bit of a sub point in the book, but it's an important one nonetheless. It's never too late to start. Murakami was 33 when he started running and writing. And he talks a lot about this and the fact that other greats who did a lot of their work later in their careers. Now, many of you may be thinking, you may be thinking, 33 is not that old, blah, blah, blah. But we all know that often, at the, even, at, even at just 33 or in your early 30s, people are thinking, oh no, this is what I've got to do forever. I've, you know, I've chosen my path or that's it, I'm stuck here. There's no time to start something new. So he talks about this a little bit about how he, he didn't really agonize over it. It was just about this is when he started. Now he was running a little bit on and off beforehand. It was never really a big part of his life. He was certainly writing beforehand, but again, never with the dedication that he then, when he decided at 33 that this is what he was gonna do, that, you know, that, that level of intensity and the, the process and the rhythm and the routine that he put around it. Now, this made me feel pretty good because I am 33, so this was very exciting that Murakami only started writing properly and running properly when he was 33. I thought, great, there is hope for me yet. <laughs> I just need to choose my thing and then I'll be fine. So he didn't agonize over this. Like I said, he just started. He built his life then to maximize doing those things. At 33, he went right, running and writing. That's my jam. That's what I'm going to do. And he designed his life around those. He also bought, which I thought was a really nice point, a couple of couple of points through the book. He talks about how he bought his previous skills as a business owner with him. For example, keeping his customers happy. He thinks of his, his audience as his customers. And whilst they don't come to his bar like they like his jazz bar customers obviously used to, so he thinks of it as a slightly indirect relationship he has with his his reading fans or his, his fans of his, his writing. He wants to keep them happy, he wants to give them more of what they like. So he, he does think about this in a fairly commercial way in terms of his his writing and his and his business pursuits in, in that sense. So that's big idea number two, just a little one there, and you're, it's never too late to start. Big idea number three, final one, is reflect and learn. This is a bit of a meta idea, and it wasn't something that he necessarily brings out, but what is incredibly clear through the book in terms of the level of detail that he can talk about from these races or runs that he did years before, maybe even 20 or so years previously to, to previous to writing the book, is the, the, the fact that he has kept all of these journals, all these running journals about how he prepared for different races, how he felt before, during and after runs, the training plans and the level of detail, how many miles he had to run each day and the preparation in the run up in the weeks and months before certain races. And he talks about how he would refer to these because he didn't want to make the same mistakes. So when he was training for, for marathons, he would look back at previous marathons and see what he could learn from, from those races or those runs he had done. So the level of, of journal keeping and of note making was quite inspirational, I, I found. And in particular around this, this dedication and, and how that completely links to his dedication to the pursuit because it is not just a run. It is about the preparation and being able to to learn from it and, and be able to be, to get better and to meet his own standards and to maintain his own standards of running or of writing. 
So for me, it did think about what is uh, what what is it that I do from a work context, or even just you know, in a personal kind of hobby context, that I could be making or taking some better notes on and just thinking about well how did I prepare for that thing for when that webinar or that workshop went well that I was running what was it that I did beforehand who did I talk to what did I do what did I not do both myself but maybe with the client or the the audience as well that helped that go well or maybe helped or made other ones not go so well so I did think about what how I could level up my level of reflection and journaling on particularly on my work stuff rather than just on what was going on with my life and, and you know my, my latest existential crisis. There was a great quote in the book it said if you're going to while away the years it's far better to live them with clear goals and fully alive than in a fog and I believe that running helps you do that. Exerting yourself to the fullest within your individual limits that's the essence of running and a metaphor for life and for me for writing as well. So writing and running for Marikami were, they're, they're quite existential. They are part, they are who he is. They are part of his identity. They're part of his practice of living and they are part of him living well. And I don't know, I find it really, really nice. I don't know many people who just have one or two things that make them them, make them them. And they are so dedicated to that, that that's, that's just what they do. And I just think that's so interesting because as someone who tends to thrive off a bit more variety and likes to go and try and do different things at different points in, in life and go through more phases, the, the decades that he has put into both of these pursuits and the level of dedication and that reflection and the learning and, and the ongoing process is, is pretty incredible. So that's big idea number three, reflect and learn. So that's the three big ideas, a bit of a recap quickly on three big ideas I took from the book, What I Think About When I Think About Running by Haruki Murakami. Number one, process and rhythm. Number two, never too late to start. And number three, reflect and learn. I would really recommend this book. It's a really easy read. It's very short. I read it in one sitting in over an afternoon. And it's really enjoyable. It just, it's, it takes you to a bit of a different place. It really takes you to the runs he was on. And just, I love the description that he uses. You can, you can tell the difference of a fiction writer and non-fiction writer, I think, writing their autobiography or their memoir or their, their journals and essays and things because the way he describes stuff is just beautiful. Some of the language he uses is one that really stuck with me. He talks about the these clouds that appeared when he was running in Hawaii and he talks about the sky being, being clear and then some clouds appeared but then they disappeared as if they had forgotten that they needed to go and run an errand or something. I just... I just it's description and language you don't get in other non-fiction books. So for that, almost for that reason alone, I would recommend reading it. It's just, it's really, it's fantastic. And just the way he notices those details and describes those things that, again, you just don't see in a lot of non-fiction books because that's just not the art of those particular authors. And it is just a great metaphor. There is, even if you're not into running, even if you've got no aspirations to be a writer, that's fine because there's so many different metaphors and ways that you can apply the different lessons from it. And it's just a really lovely read. I, is my personal opinion on the book. So I do recommend it. So there we go, three big ideas from what I talk about when I talk about running. Hopefully that's maybe a new one for you and one you haven't heard of or hadn't thought about reading before. If you have read it, I would love to hear from you as usual. Contact details are in the show notes. You can find me on Instagram at Steph's Biz Bookshelf or on LinkedIn, just Steph Clark. Like I said, quick links to those in the show notes. Next week, 
another book from Autobiography August. Keep listening. Make sure you hit subscribe to find out more about that one and catch that episode when it releases in a week's time. But otherwise, in the meantime, happy reading.